From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, uh, all you guys subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher and Twitter and whatever, er, and social media. Th- I don't know. We got like 15 of them going on right now. So I really appreciate it, folks. This is, uh, this is about to get real. After Thanksgiving, we are going, we are adding video with America's Voice Live. So you need to uh, tune in from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern every single night. Uh, I'm bringing in a guest of mine, but first, Everybody saw this huge thing explode with Eric Swalwell, the um, the representative who threatened to nuke American citizens if they don't turn in their guns. So I wanted to bring in the man who spawned this argument on Twitter, Joe Biggs. How we doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, brother, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. I, this is hilarious. I was just like... You've got to be kidding me. Um, so walk us through from the beginning. Tell us all about how this started and what you said and how it just completely blew up. So it was like Friday afternoon, probably like around 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, I walked into my room to grab my phone. Um, I was doing something out in the kitchen. And I was like, I want to see what's happening in the Twitterverse. And uh, <laughs> danger, danger. I pull up Twitter. And the first thing that, that I see is John Cardio. He's a reporter for Newsmax. Oh, good friend of mine. He, yeah, he uh, he posts this older article, this op-ed by uh, uh, Representative Swalwell out of California, saying that uh, you know he would like to introduce uh, you know legislation or whatever um, to uh, confiscate guns from law-abiding gun owners. And I saw that, and I like automatically I got <laughs> come and get him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I'm a you know I'm a major, you know, I'm a veteran myself. You know, I was in the army. Yep. I'm a big hunter. You know, I, I'm a firm supporter of the second amendment. You know, I, I believe that everyone has the right to keep them bare arms. You know, I don't think the constitution is a living, breathing document. I think the constitution is how it is and it shouldn't be changed. It shouldn't be messed with. And it means what it means. And it means that I have that ability to protect myself in 2018 and in 2050 or, and my kids, kids and so forth and so on. We have right. that right. And that's what makes this country so amazing. And I see it make this, you know, this, this comment, so to say, and I put my phone down. I was like, all right, I can't do this today. And I walked back out. <laughs> yes, in the you can. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I, I turned back around and I beeline back and I grabbed my phone. I said, nope, I'm right. This guy, this guy right here. There's no way in hell I'm going to let this go by without me saying something. And I go, I, was like, I said, you know, if you did this, you would basically be wanting a war. And that's not threatening war. That's no. saying if you were to go and make something like this happen, there, there's going to be some conflict because you're going to have people out there that aren't going to be willing to give up their stuff. And then when shots are fired, that's going to spark an even bigger thing. You know, it, 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 people aren't just going to roll over. We have men and women who fight in this <laughs> no. country day in and day out all over this, all over this world. And you're going to tell me we're going to spit in the face of these people that, you know, swore to uphold the constitution. And you want to come in here and wreck it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that these politicians, it's they're so quick. First off, they always legislate on emotion, but they're so quick to say like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to take your gun. We're you know, we're going to confiscate them. And they have this like mythical force behind them where they say, yeah, well, if we make a law, cops will just go do it. B.S., dude. No cop is going to stack on my door to take my guns. I mark my words. And you think you're going to use the military for it? These liberals lost their mind when Trump was used started using the, the military on the border. Um, and they think they're going to use the military to take the guns from United States citizens. 99% of military troops will not do that. 
Yeah, I mean, because they'd be going after their own family members. I yeah. mean, almost everybody I know in the Army, uh, their family members, they have guns at home, off base, on base, or whatever in the, right. in the Army. You know, we, you know we're, we're people who use guns all the time. You know, and, and these guys, 90% of us are Republican or right-leaning uh, right. at best, you know, conservative in some kind of way or libertarian. And that's a huge issue for us to, to maintain that we have that, that freedom and that right. Uh, so you're not going to see a lot of military. I mean, you, you might have a, a turncoat here and there that'll go, yeah, you know, I'll do it. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have a, the bulk of anyone from the police and or the military that would even do that. That's just insane. Right. It would be he'd be out there. I mean, like, I, I, I honestly ask. And there was a there was there was a, a viral video a few years ago after Sandy Hook where a veteran stood up and says, who's going to come take him? I'm a cop. I'm not abiding by your stupid rules. And do you, And he looked the judge in the eye and goes, hey, judge, are you going to stack on my door to come take my guns? Because if you're not, I highly suggest you reconsider this order. Yeah, and that was a good point you made earlier. That a lot of these guys make this stuff based on emotion. It's so easy for them to get emotional and do this because that's how they get a lot of these people behind it. Because you have these shootings, you have a lot of uninformed people, and they're emotional. They're, they, they see it on TV and the... The left knows that the left knows are tugging at those heartstrings and they're doing everything they can to show images of, you know, kids dying and things like that. They want to show that this is happening and they're bad and they're demonizing this gun that's not even used in most of the murders. Most of these murders we have are being used with pistols. Yeah, exactly. You know? Illegally but acquired non-background check pistols. Yeah. You know, and then you have people like David Hawk. I think I think that there needs to be a law where a license required to buy a gun. I'm like, are you effing insane? Kid? Really? <laughs> Every time you go buy a gun, the first thing they ask you for is your ID while you fill out the paperwork for the FBI background check. Yeah. I, <laughs> they, already, I, they, they, they immediately take your ID and go and copy it. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I have hundreds of guns, and I don't say that to brag. I say that because it's like it's a hobby. It's, it's a part of a culture of who I am, you know, as a SEAL. And when, when someone said, you know, I got into an argument with someone, and someone was like, well... You know, I certainly hope they're not loaded. I'm like, well, no, not all of them. They were like, but you keep some loaded? Like, yeah, of course I do. Well, I, and I turned around and asked them. I said, well, you know, like, they were like, well, why do you need it? And I said, well, why do you need a fire? Like, why do you have a fire extinguisher in case there's a fire? Do you expect to have a fire? Well, no. Well, but neither. I don't expect to have to use it, but it's better to need and not have than to not have a need. And I always tell people there's two things in this world that if you need and don't have, you will never need anything ever again, and that's a parachute and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the left wants to create this this victim mentality with everybody. They want everyone to be a victim. They don't they don't want to create people who are strong, smart, they know how to use risk assessment, they know how to go out and make good sound decisions, they know how to um, take care of themselves. No, they want you dependent on the government. But they call cops right. racists and, and evil pigs and things like that, but then your next argument is no one should have the guns except for cops. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going, well, that just makes no sense. And, well, we'll just, let's have the government take them all away. But I thought you said Trump was literally Hitler. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is your argument here? Which, by the way, Hitler literally did that. I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's biblically shocking to me. And the thing with the gun control is it's not like these, these – some of these liberals are actually well-meaning people. They're stupid, but they're well-meaning. And after a tragedy like – Sandy Hook or whatever shooting it may be, they instantly rush to control something. And the only variable they can control is a firearm. So they can say, well, let's ban firearms. So, you, you know, my same argument to, you know, Swalwell um, is, well, why don't you cut your balls off? And of course, his response yeah. would be like, well, well why? I'd be like, well, to, to make sure that 
you know, we don't have any rape in this country. And he'll say, well, you know, I'm not going to rape anyone. And that's exactly the point. Is, yeah. How many, how many, how many uh, mass shootings have to happen before we turn in our guns? I don't know how many rapes have to happen before you chop off your, you know, your man parts. You know, exactly. it's the same ridiculous argument. And, and it just blows my mind that people fall for this stuff. They see this gun and they go, ooh, it looks scary. It looks mean. It looks bad. But it's, it, 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 they, they say it's this weapon of war. Well, technically, anything's a weapon of war. You know, yeah. as anybody who's ever been in co- combat, if your freaking weapon runs out of ammo, well, then you take your weapon and you smash someone in the head with it, or you throw it, or you pick up a rock, or you grab something. Mm-hmm. Anything becomes a weapon of war. It just depends on the intent behind it. Well, <laughs> I, I wrote a piece but, a while back, and I, yeah, I, I, what were you going to say? No, I'm just saying it, it, it just it boils down to people. And, you know, a gun sitting in my closet, an AR-15 sitting in my closet, in my hands is safe. Mm-hmm. Everyone around me is safe. It's not going to be used. The only time it changes is if a mentally ill person with ill intent picks that gun up. Mm-hmm. And then the only difference in that equation is, is the person. It, there, there's such a huge mental health issue in this country. We never want to get to the root of the problem. We always just want to blame something and then take the blame off people. The left never wants to take responsibility. People should never have to be responsible for their actions. It's always something other than the person's fault. It, was, it wasn't Hillary's fault. It was someone that worked for her's fault. It, it was the email's fault. She didn't know, you know, or this or that. It's the Russian's fault. It can never be, no one can ever take responsibility. And that's what pissed me off the most. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty shocking to me that at, at no. I mean, here's the thing: is is it's it's always your fault if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, mm-hmm. if you have ide, I, you know, if you believe ideologically different from they do, um, then you are part of the problem. Your 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 ideas and your feelings and your culture and your your humanity and who you are is irrelevant to their their greater mission. I mean, this is. You know, I use I use the Hitler example not because like I think the Democrats are literally Hitler, which they're not. Um, I think that there is striking similarities to how Hitler mm-hmm. took power. Was hey, look, vote me. Aust- Austria voted him in by ninety percent margin, and then he said, well, you know, we should all register our guns so we know who has them if we need to call you or something like. I mean, he made it like a patriotic nationalism sort of thing, and people were like doodly marched in. Was like, I'm going to abide by the law. And then he was like, ha, no, you got him. Let's snag them all. And now I'm going to start gassing people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, historically, every time someone's asked for registration, confiscation has followed. Yeah, Representative Swalwell goes, you don't need guns to stand up against the government. By the way, if you don't give me the guns, I'm going to nuke you. <laughs> um, you just proved my point why the Second Amendment is extremely necessary, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are you are literally. Well, I, I retweeted you, and actually, that was a pretty viral tweet as well, just being attached to yours, which was like, "You're the government, dude. You are literally why I'm going to keep my guns." Well, the funny thing was is a lot of people on the left was like, "He's a congressman. You apparently you don't know how the how the nuclear option works." I go. Yes, he is a congressman, but in 2020, he is claiming that he will be running for president, which would put him in the position of the highest offer uh, of the highest office, and then give him the ability to actually have control of those things that he said he would use on people not willing to give up their guns. I don't care if that's sarcasm or not. That should scare the living crap out of anyone that a person has that type of mentality that they would think I would never joke. I mean, could you imagine if President Trump tweeted or, or said? You know what? 
I don't like Jim Acosta and CNN. If they don't stop, I'm going to nuke them. It would be a crap show. Yeah. Day in and day out, it would dominate the news cycle for a lifetime. Remember that time you guys hired, or you elected that president and said he was going to nuke CNN? <laughs> Stupid yeah. Republicans. You exactly. know, yeah. We would never hear the end of it. But, you know, as soon as he says it, it's like he backpedals like he's in a Michael Jackson video, moonwalks across the stage and goes, whoa, I didn't say that. It was, it was sarcasm. Oh, okay, buddy. It sure was, dude. Yeah, that guy. He know what the thing is. That every Democrat turned around and punched him in the face after that because they were like, "Dude, stop telling people what we really want to do." Yeah. Well, you know what? The the, the left's narrative has changed. Uh, it's gotten really heavy, you know, on the socialism side, and and they it's gotten no, really no 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 no, after... no dude 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 it's it's democratic socialism is a huge yeah. difference. Oh yeah. Democratic socialism oh, yeah, has right. rainbows and fairies. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but 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 the but the whole narrative changed and shifted. If you notice, after the Parkland shooting, when they gave these huge audiences and 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 verified and made celebrities out of these kids, they decided to go and push this anti-gun agenda. Right. Uh, you never you never really before heard mainstream Democrat you know politicians going, "We'll take your guns." What they've always said is, "We don't want to take your guns. We just want to work on common sense gun reform or something like that." They always use those little keywords like common sense and, and reform and blah, 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 blah. And no one's ever given me an answer what common sense is. Yeah. Yeah. They don't ever tell us what it is, but it, it's always something like, oh, well, just give us the bump stock. Well, no one even cares about the bump stock, anyways. It's a gimmick. It's right. stupid. I didn't even know, you know what one was. Anybody, I used to make fun of people who had them. <laughs> That's the thing, man, you is know, they always want to say, like, well, let's find a compromise here. Well, a compromise is when you give and get. So, like, you give me full auto, and I'll give you 100% ever. Like, you can take away state's ability to transfer without background checks. I'm good with that. But, like, I want my 50 cal mod deuce that I can mount to the top of my, you know, CJ1. All right? Yeah. That's a compromise. Now, do I need it? Hell no. Do I want it? Absolutely. Because it's America, yeah. and I shouldn't have to answer that question. Yeah, but the but like I said, the, the 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 narrative and the tone switched after that shooting because those kids got up there and they said these Democrats in charge right now, these politicians, they won't tell you. They keep saying that we won't take your guns. And the one girl, I can't remember what her name is, she's the blonde girl with glasses. She goes, "You give us an inch, we're going to take a mile. We want to take all your guns." And yeah. if you notice, after that, these politicians go, "Wow, there's a huge shift right now." And these kids are getting more vocal and they're wanting to vote more. So we're going to have to change too. And you got the Swalwells and you got the uh, who's the other one? Uh, oh, even what's her name? Stacey Abrams or whatever. It was God. running for uh, uh, governor in uh, Georgia. Who was literally She's having the, the new thing. Black Panthers armed guarding polling stations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you and, can't and make so this, this, up. this whole huge shit just happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's totally crazy to me. And the thing is, it's like, this is, here's the greatest thing about it is like, you know, I, I look at this and I, I'm always like, look, I'm happy. Here's my compromise. National reciprocity. And you get mm -hmm. background checks out the yin yang. I mean, you can check me. I've I've never bought a gun without a background check. You can background check me till kingdom come. I don't care. And you already know which guns I have. I don't care. I'm not marching in. I'm not registering things. I'm not doing nothing that I have to do that comes out of my back pocket will be done. But you can you can make all the background checks legal. I want my national reciprocity just like my driver's license. That's it. And people think that it's just you walk in and, and, and like for a license, you get it. Like I just moved to Florida from Texas. I lived in Texas since 2009 and before that back in Florida again. I just got my Florida, Florida permit too. 
Yeah, and I just got mine, and it took me a while. I had to go in, and but because I have my DD-214, you submit all that, and you, you know, you skip the gun classes and all that based on, you know, what you did in the military. And But you have to go through all these background checks, and mm-hmm. I had to write down all the different states I've lived in, and they had to do these background checks all over the place, and it took a couple months, and I got it in. You know, and, and you go in and you buy a gun, and they still do background checks again. You know, I've already got an ID. I have my gun license now. And I still have to sit there and wait for a while. I mean, everyone acts like it's just you just mosey on in there and you got this gun show loophole where you can just do this or that. It's like yeah. they, they, they're so good at distorting the truth because they own all the media for right. the most part. You totally. know, there's hardly any actual mainstream conservative, real conservative news out there. I mean, Fox has gone to the left a little bit, a little bit more lately. But still, though, I mean, that's about all we have is Fox. <laughs> yeah. Well. Everyone else is pumping out propaganda. Uh, against you know the truth of what's really happening and what and, and what's the truth about these guns and the truth uh, the truth about law-abiding gun owners and and the importance of having that i mean i just don't get it and if you talk about how blue collar flyover middle america feels they're like oh you're a conspiracy theorist i have in my office framed the new york post cover from the day after the election it's a picture of a woman like freaking out and it says everyone was wrong and I have it framed above my fireplace because I every day I look at it and just smile because they they ignore it. They I mean they ignored it like the pundits, the pollsters, everybody was off because they don't care. Our media is based out of L.A., D.C., and New York, which doesn't represent the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what people forget. I mean, you look at this map after this last midterm election; it was all red with little pockets of blues. You know, blues in Austin, Texas, blue along the border of Texas in certain areas like Harlingen and things like that. Blue in Miami, you know, blue, you know, for some, I don't know how Orange County went blue. I've, I've been to Orange County, I don't know how many times in the last few years, and that place is red as hell, red-blooded as hell. You go to like Huntington Beach or something like that too, yeah. Trump flags everywhere, American flags outside of every person's door on every road. It's an extremely patriotic area. Now they're saying it's all blue. There's There's so much red out there, but we're supposed to sit back and go, yeah, we're going to let these little cities here and here control how most of us out here think. Yeah. You know, we just want you to let us have our guns. Let us protect ourselves. Let us, you know, be entrepreneurs. Let us be, uh, you know, able to take care of ourselves, think on our own, have smaller government and focus more on the state, give them more power so we can actually have control of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just don't get it. We just yeah. want to be left alone. <laughs> That's the thing. And there's a Washington state police chief who said, and this is what he came out. Basically, he was like, I'm not abiding by your stupid new gun law. And he was like, I'm not enforcing this. So he says he will not confiscate guns as per new parts of the law. And the chief said, I've talked with quite a few concerned citizens today, so let me clear something up. I have taken three public oaths, one in the U.S. Army, two as a police officer. All of them include upholding the Constitution of the United States of America. The Second Amendment says the right right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. As long as I am chief of police, no republic police... A uh, police officer will infringe on any citizen's right to keep and bear arms, period. And this is Chief Culp. Good for him, man. He stood up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. he, he also, what's up? No, that's great. We need more people that are willing to stand up and ignore that stupid mob. Yeah. You know, we have this mob mentality on the left now, and someone makes a, 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 a statement like that, and they stand up for the right thing, and then the left-wing mob comes after him, and you'll start seeing people backpedal. It's good to see someone stand up and stand firm with their beliefs and with their oath. Yeah. Yeah, well, so he actually proposed, he said, 
Um, he proposed an ordinance of the City of Republic, which shall be known and may be cited as the Second Amendment Sanctuary City Ordinance, to prevent federal and state infringement on the right to keep and bear arms, nullify all federal and state acts in violation of the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, and Article 1, Section 24 of the Washington State Constitution, the proposed law reads. Boom. <laughs> that means awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, I got to read from our, our sponsor here. Uh, the Carl Higby Show is brought to you by Great America PAC, longest supporting super PAC of the president, of Trump. Uh, we supported the president early on. So you can go there and you can get all the news, be part of the MAGA community, the premier America first movement. Go to www.greatamericaapp.com, greatamericaapp.com. Um, all right, so uh, I want to jump next to this thing. Ocasio-Cortez, this woman cannot get her foot out of her mouth. Like, as soon as it comes out, boom, goes right back in. Oh, my God, it's so hilarious. Like, I, I literally, like, her and David Hogg make my blood boil on a daily basis. Like, I, I get way too angry over them. But at the same time, it's beautiful because you have these two people that are, like, these big figureheads on the left now. Right. And they constantly say the dumbest stuff. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it pisses me off because I'm – I just don't understand how you could be this dumb, ignorant, naive, and dumb and stupid in so many aspects of everyday life. But at the same time, it's like, wow, this is the face of the Democrats right now. This is hilarious. You have you have uh, uh, Orcasio Cortez. She's in there starting fights with people now, and the well, whole Democrat party. party right now is in shambles. They're just they're torn up. They don't know what they're doing. I know, it's crazy. So, Orcasio-Cortez, mind you, she has an economics degree from Boston University, okay? So this shows you what they're teaching at BU. Folks, if you have kids, and look, I've, I've tons, I've thousands of listeners in Massachusetts. If you send your kids to BU, double-check the bill. You might want to bounce that check, I'm telling you, because this is, this is what they're learning here. This is, like, how illiterate, like, economically illiterate the, 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 our, my, how old are you, Joe? 34. Okay, I'm 35. This is how economically illiterate our generation is. I mean, we, should, we literally don't understand. There should be a single question. This should be the one question. Before you vote, you have to ask this question. If you have $10 and you spend 11 do you have a deficit or a surplus? If you answer that correctly, <laughs> the next you flip over the page and vote. If you don't, you're out of there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting to... I'm going to go to D.C. Uh, the first week of December, and I'm going to try to hit up uh, uh, Alexandria Cozia cortez and see if she can uh, take me to the Harry Potter and the Three Chambers of Commerce or uh, Congress. <laughs> I saw that. That was <laughs> awesome. I'm like, geez, are you kidding me? I mean, the gaffes she has. I mean, keep in mind, I, look, no doubt, girl worked her ass off. She put, like, shoe leather on the ground and knocked on doors and outworked the other guy in the Democratic primary. And then she lives in a, a, a blue, de la blue district. So, you know, you knew she was getting elected as soon as she won the primary. But, man, holy people. It, it goes to show you that, like, people will vote their their party lines over ideology and over even basic intelligence. Well, yeah, I mean, this is what happens with a lot of these older politicians. I was talking to my buddy who uh, works with Steve Bannon earlier, and I was like, we've got to rethink how we look at politics now, especially after the Trump phenomenon. You know, you, this this same boring, total line pol political approach is, is done. And, mm -hmm. and that's what this guy, you know, the, the, the person that she, you know, beat or whatever, she was actually able to get up off her ass and go out there and talk to people. And then sometimes that's all people need. Mm -hmm. They just want to see that someone that's going to go, you know, could be elected, 
is actually going to talk to them and actually maybe represent them. Right. A lot of people that are that, that I've that I've known that have run in my states where I've lived, you don't ever see them out there knocking on doors. You don't see them out there doing anything. They got some kids out there, but it doesn't make that same connection. And she was able to get off her butt and go do it. At the same time, though, wow, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Yeah, she people doesn't want know access. the basics of of U.S. government. I sent her one of those U.S. government for dummy books, and I'm hoping she gets it, and picks it up, and reads it. Read? Wait, she was a bartender. She can't read. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to you about today, but we're going to breeze over all that crap. I wanted to talk about prison reform and stuff like this. Not crap. I shouldn't say that crap. Uh, but one of the things that has been bothering me today, and I've been I've been reading more and more about this since I you know since I texted you earlier. And well, first off, one of the things that bugged me is I used to follow you on Twitter, and I know you used to follow me too. And yeah. I went to, I was like following you the other day, I went to follow you the other day, or I went to uh, read your tweet, and I wasn't following you. Same thing happened. Yeah. That was, That's happened to me a few times with people. That's like I, super I weird. Had, uh, I had someone follow me, and I said, I thought you were following me. He goes, I did too. Yeah. I mean, I was 100% sure that I followed you. In the, even when I clicked my, my direct message, I had previously had messages from you in there, so I'd know we'd communicated through direct message, which you have to follow yeah. someone for. Yeah, I mean, that's for a few years now. Yeah, I don't know. So the the thing I really wanted to cover, and this is this is great, is and I've just been soaking this up, is the fact that America right now, we're so divided, but at the end of the time, we were talking about the electoral map, which, by the way, my new book that I'm not going to mention that's coming out next week, the front cover is just the electoral map, um, and it's all red. So yeah. I'm looking at that as I'm de- we're designing this cover, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, fact, the, if you divided liberals and conservatives and we only were going to support our own side, liberals would perish. Liberals cannot live without conservatives. Conservatives, we would be just fine without liberals. Like, sure, we'd be down a couple like art theater majors or something like that, but we'd yeah. be just, we'd be totally fine. And because think about it, conservatives, we are the farmers, the blue collar, the coal, the oil, the, I mean, everything it takes. And what is the, what is the, the left have Facebook, you know, uh, 54 genders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 72 um, arguing over which bathroom to go in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the other thing too, with the gun thing. Like my side is a hundred million or, you know, a hundred million people with guns. Your side can't figure out which bathroom to use. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Oh, like, and, and and my favorite was after the after Trump won and beat the living dog crap out of Hillary Clinton, uh, this New York Times guy. That's uh, I guess he was like their their draw or whatever, you know, a cartoonist guy. Yeah, he wrote the he he drew out Hillary's America, and it looked like just a large version of the Hawaiian Islands, <laughs> and then he did Trump's America. So basically, he, he turned all the parts where the liberals had strongholds, and he turned those all in the lakes. It was called like Liberal Lake or. Uh, you know, Clinton <laughs> Pond or something like that. And it was just, it looked like America just with more lakes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's, sh- it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. They look like Fiji and Hawaii or something like that, little sparse. And like they'd have to travel around and get on boats all the time. And like, who's going to stand guard? Or who's going to, who are they going to call when there's an issue? When someone from another country comes out and starts kicking their, you know, their ass or whatever, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have like guys out there with, you know, man buns and in tight jeans and, you know, in high heels and they're going to be swinging purses. Please stop. Go away. Yep. So here's this interesting statistic. Republicans are 24% more likely to own a business. 
Democrats are 70% more likely to be in social services. So if you're going to seek government help, you are 70% more likely to go see a, a Democrat than you are a Republican. 40% more likely to be in education, Democrats. And Democrats are 30% more likely to work in subsidized, quote, green businesses. Shocked? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's the crazy thing is, so you look at this and Republicans are the bulk of, I mean, look, people who own businesses voted overwhelmingly for Trump, period. Um, and I know, you know, people always say like, oh, you know, I would have voted for him if he had toned down. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have voted for a Republican anyway, because he didn't vote for Mitt Romney, who was basically a saint. Um, they, the the issue is, is, Democrats don't produce as much. They, they look. I'm not going to say at all, but they don't produce nearly as much. They don't all. They're they're self-consumed, and they're basically. I, I don't even want to say cheerleaders because, like, you know, you have a sport, and people come to watch the sport. People don't come to watch someone cheer on the side. There, it's yeah. a nice thing to have there, but that's basically as I view Democrats and their in, in their addition to the economy is they're the cheerleader it's nice to have and sometimes every once in a while they'll throw in like a flip which is cool to watch but they don't add substance they don't farm they don't produce our fuel they don't produce you know they they, they are in tech they, they're in facebook and twitter and google and things like that so yes those things are nice but conservatives would figure those out on their own liberals are not going to figure out how to farm yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, That's a good analogy, though. It's funny, though. I mean, it's it's they they don't even know how to live off the land. They don't even know how to go out and do anything. Like, like, how did you get that meat you have? Oh, I went out hunting. I had, had to some, kill it yourself. Yeah, I did. And that's, by the way, hunting to me, people, you know, I hunt all the time. My office is full of my my, my wife calls it the room of death. Um, I have tons of taxidermy, and mm -hmm. hunting is a very humbling you know, close to nature experience for me. It's not like one of these Yahoo shoot up in the air. Yeehaw! It's, it's a very calming thing to, to take a life. Yeah. I like to go do, I, I do a lot of stalking, like stalk hunting. So I like to get down there and crawl on my hands and knees and stuff like that and get close to them and sit there. Like I, I, I've got a buddy who lives in Waco and he's got a huge uh, piece of property. He's got hundreds of black book on there, you know, and you can sit in a, a blind or you can drive around, but I where's like the invite, bro? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get you one day. I like to get out there and I crawl and get in there and I'll lay amongst them while they're playing throughout the day and stuff. And I mean, it's the coolest experience in the world to be out there part of that and not being on Facebook and not being on Twitter, not sitting around worrying about what color I should dye my hair, or what I'm going to be angry at <laughs> and scream at the sky about, you know, what gauge flesh hoop you're putting in your ear next. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what kind of latte I should have today. Should I have the the castrate myself mocha latte or should I have the, the, <laughs> yeah, just, it's, you know, it's, 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 it, it, we're laughing about it, but it's true. Like I've had the argument with liberals where it's like, well, why, why don't you get your food in the store? Like everybody else. I'm like, where the hell do you think that comes there? This woman literally said it's made for the store. Yeah. I'm like, that, oh. that's what people think. Yeah. There's like this magical fa factory. And, and these little prepackaged things come out that we eat and we throw in the grill. No, there was an animal and someone had to kill that animal. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas. And, and I guarantee you the way that I'm doing it is probably 10 times more humane than the crap you're getting in the grocery store if that's mm -hmm. what you're worried about. Yep. Yep. And that that's the other thing too is 
it is I don't even want it's not just mankind it's it's evolution for every species has derived on or at least carnivores has derived on some vo version of hunting it's like how how is all of a sudden in the last hundred years it becomes so well, not even it's like the last 30 years become so morally reprehensible to want to drive into the woods and go kill an animal and bring it back for food I mean that that to me is like the the epitome of man yeah, I mean, and, and the more technologically advanced we get, the more susceptible we become to attacks and things like that, where we lose power and, and all these things could possibly happen. You know, not to sound like a conspiracy guy, but these are things that could happen. You could have, you know, attacks on your on your power grid and things like that. Yeah. And you're going to have water contamination, to, whatever. Yeah, you're going to have to revert back to these these type of survival skills. You got to learn how to live off the land. And then that's one of the great things about it. That's why when my daughter gets to be about seven years old, we're going to go out there and go hunting and stuff like that and, you know, learn how to live off of, you know, off the earth and not just sit there and think that it just is, is, is handed to you. It's just there. Right. It's a, such a spoiled mentality. Yeah. Well, my daughter's five. I don't know how old your daughter is, but I one and a half. Yeah. Well, you get a little bit of ways. I have a one and a half year old son, so he's definitely his middle name is Hunter um, for oh, that yeah. very Hi. reason. But my daughter is I'm starting to teach her. You know, I belong to a, a private hunt club up in, I live in the Socialist Republic of Connecticut. So um, I belong to a private hunt club up here. And I take her there on the weekends when I have her. And we teach her canoeing and fire skills and things like that. I mean, like bow and arrow and the things she needs to know. And, and to be honest, it's like we, we get her out of the out of the city limits. We get her out of, I don't live in the city, but I live in the suburbs. We get her out of the, the screen time and she loves it. She goes up there and runs wild. And it's like, it's it's how I grew up as a kid, how you grew up as a kid. No screen time, no video games, none of that stuff. And we're missing that today. Yeah, I saw my parents in the morning. They would drive me to school, and then I would get a bus ride back home, or one of my parents would pick me up and take me home and then go back to work or something. And I would spend every afternoon from like 2.30 in the afternoon until like 8, 9 o'clock at night in the woods. Mm -hmm. I built forts. I would, I would teach myself how to shoot archery, you know, and I would play with bows and guns and, and, and learn how to build stuff and like little traps that like snares and stuff to catch, you know, rabbits and squirrels and stuff with. I mean, and it was such a, a beautiful time and it's so much more fun. And then you go out now, it's like the walking dead. You go to a park and everyone's on their phone. They're looking down. They're not enjoying life. They're not soaking it in. And they take it, they take this all, you know, for advantage. And it just, to me, it drives me insane that these kids are missing out on so much of what life really means, and instead they're consuming this propaganda day in and day out mm -hmm. on their phones, feeding them this ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and, and they're spoon-fed to them in our educational system. I know for a fact um, you know, that my daughter is, is fed the anti-gun narrative in school, and I, you know, I think about this. It's like she comes home and she'll tell me, she's like, well, you know, like that... You know, my teacher said X, Y, and Z about guns. I'm like, what do you, you know? and if you ask my daughter, she's five. If you're like, what do you do if you see a gun? Well, I tell an adult and don't touch it. Like that's rule number one, but they don't teach that anymore. They teach that it's bad and they should all be taken. And anybody who has a gun is a bad guy. And she raises her hands like, my dad's not a bad guy. My dad's a good guy. Well, it, it's amazing though. Think about this though. Say if you're one of those, those families that were anti-gun. Well, there's a good chance that your child, your son or daughter, is going to end up going over to a friend's home who's not anti-gun and who's going to have guns lying around. Mm -hmm. That's why it needs to be talked about. Why is 
why is gun safety such a taboo thing? Like when my dad was little, he said, man, they, all we did was talk about stuff like that. He said, I used to have gun mounts in the back of my truck. Everyone in high school had guns. No one was shooting anybody or anything like that. We all were taught at a very young age to respect and fear the weapon and how to properly maintain it and to make sure that it was, you know, clear when someone hands you a gun to make sure that there's not a round in the chamber to keep your finger out of the trigger well to make sure that you're not pointing at someone to keep it down in a safe area, like down towards the ground, you know, and, and not flagging anybody or anything like that, you know, and, and we've gone away from where it's just, Oh, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. just bad. Well, why is it bad? Oh, well, it's just bad. And then that you have these accidents and you have these stupid things that happen and people are playing these video games and watching movies and TV every day with glorified violence. And they see this gun and they wave it around because they saw it in a rap video and the damn thing goes off. You know, it just blows my mind that, we don't. We're, we're teaching kids about anal sex in in, in yeah. college, or I mean, in, in like in middle school, but we're not teaching them about gun safety. And then we want to bitch and complain when there's issues happening with guns, and we don't see um, the proper use and techniques and things like that. So it's. There's a lot that needs to be changed. <laughs> 100%. I mean, I v- literally feel like we could go on all night. I know you got to get to the gym, so I appreciate you coming on. Where can people follow you? How can they follow your work? Um, just Google my name. I mean, you'll see <laughs> a lot of articles. Just don't believe all of it. Um, Snopes just did an article saying that uh, I'm half right and that Representative Swalwell's half right. But Swalwell said the Snoops thing, uh, Snopes thing, completely vindicated him <laughs> yeah right uh you can find me on twitter at rambo biggs rambo is a nickname i got just because i loved rambo as a kid the movie hell yeah and uh my dad always called it that so that's <laughs> it. all right man well thanks for coming on i appreciate the insight and we'll uh we'll have you back hell yeah all right brother thanks so much Later, man.